The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, The Rock Place, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Welcome in to another edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We are okay. We have not been fired. It's just Friday, and we thought you guys might want to hear a little Darius Rucker, a little hootie this morning. It's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. I mean, kind of gets you in the mood for Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, I think. <laughs> I think Darius is a guy that would listen to this type of show. <laughs> He's a guy who you, will. Uh, wait, you are wearing a South Carolina. Uh, it's not. South no, Carolina. not South Carolina. It's it's not South. Carolina. No, no. Jacksonville. Wait, who is that? It's it's my high school who uh, janked South Carolina's logo. Gotcha. <laughs> Did you notice <laughs> that, that Mo? I, I thought it was South Carolina uh-huh. as well. My, same colors. It. It's yeah. the exact same colors. Exact, exact same, same logo. Yeah. In two thousand four. <laughs> My high school baseball coach added black to our school colors, which is another story for another day and also can be referred to as trash can juice. Uh, to all the coaches out there who have added black to your school cl- colors, you are an imbecile. Anyway. All righty. So anyway, how did, y- how did y'all not get a cease and desist letter from the University of South the Carolina? The only people who do that are uh, is Penn State. N- nay, nay, sir, because I know Texas and Georgia Tech have done it. Have they? Well, yeah. And the Milwaukee Brewers. Well, yeah. yeah. Mountain Brook got one of those, and uh, NBA got NBA one. NBA got one. They had to add the A. NBA had the um, – they were doing the ball in the glove thing back in the early 90s and got one from the Brewers, so – yeah, very few people actually do that, and I don't think many people care about a Class 1A school that nobody's ever heard of in the middle of Alabama. Well, you, you sir, would be shocked. I will say that that's Penn State uh, forced Prattville Christian Academy to cease and desist their logo, but I don't know. You know, Kansas State did it to Centennial, actually. Yeah, you, you get it sometimes, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's South Carolina, I don't think, does it much. It, it would seem like to me if somebody is buying your gear to represent somebody else, as long as they're buying your gear, it's probably a good thing. So we ta- we actually talked about this with Marshall County. And if branding is, Im- is that important, if, if your brand and your logo, no matter what the colors are, it's still your brand and your logo – it's like DeKalb County using the Missouri, Missouri. Tiger Same thing with, helmet I mean, emblem. Yeah. Marshall County uses the Missouri Tiger mm-hmm. logo. It's just a different color. To me, I feel like that's a um, that's a good thing because, I mean, you're literally being branded across a place that nobody else would ever think about you. Right. Yeah. I mean, who in Smithville is thinking about Mizzou? Right. 
So or in Lewisburg. Yeah. But you guys this morning, first thing you thought was South, South Carolina, Carolina, not yeah. Sumter Christian. <laughs> so therefore it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Anyway. One would think. I, I, I would think so. Again, you're just rebranding. But who are we? What do we know? There we go. Good morning, Chris. Oh, it is a good morning. It's uh, Friday, November 13th. Yes, you heard me. It's Friday the 13th in 2020. What could go what could wrong? Go wrong? <laughs> the last Friday the 13th we had in 2020, the next one we were locked down. So, oh goodness! <laughs> the next, the next Monday. <laughs> so, hey, who knows? <laughs> it's and it's not looking good. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Yeah. Enjoy the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> get out. Enjoy the weekend. Trust me. Um, a lot of high school football going on tonight, and we are going to talk about quite a bit of it. We've got Bobby Sharp on the show. He's coming up in the uh, next segment. Yes, mm, that's correct. And then, of course, we have uh David Knox, who is the editor of the Moore County News and he will talk about the Moore County Raiders matchup with Huntingdon tonight that's going to be a really good ball game and of course we're just going to talk about all of the high school football we possibly can we are going to avoid talking about the disaster that was the second half of the Tennessee Titans and Indianapolis Colts though I will say I, I do appreciate Vrabel and the Titans for paying homage to uh the, the Tennessee Volunteers this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate them doing that, giving up 24 unanswered. That was really nice of them. Um, but that's all we're going to say about that for now. If we have to get into it because we got nothing else, we might. But otherwise, I'm not talking about it. Ignore it and it'll go away. <sighs> Just pretend it didn't happen. Still first place. Still first place. That's all I'm going to say. We're going to keep that going. We get them in two weeks. So got to go over there and whip them like we did last year. So there we go. Yeah. Anyway, what are you guys planning on uh, on doing this weekend? Since there's so few football games to be had and no Titans on Sunday. Masters on Sunday? It's got to be Masters, right? got to be. It's got to yeah. be Masters this weekend. Well, I'll be moving the rest of my stuff out of my apartment on Sunday, so uh, um, no relaxation for me. I've got a wedding tomorrow and moving the remainder of my things on Sunday, so... No rest for the wicked. I'll um, I'll have the TV on, but I'll probably be getting geared up for next week and some sm-tnsports.com content because while we're talking about football, next week opens the high school basketball and wrestling seasons. And also next Monday, we have a local district bowling tournament involving our lo- most of our local bowling teams. So still plenty going on off the gridiron and trying to get a handle on all that. So yeah, I, I never will, a dull moment. I, w- I will say that I'm really excited about basketball getting started. I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can get to, you know, get this season in and completed make sure that you are following all protocols if you do get to go to a game if uh if you're not able to go you can always find our coverage on sm-tnsports.com we'll be at several games throughout the week um once basketball season starts we'll be on twitter you'll be able to find us there and uh, we'll make sure that you are covered 
Of course, you can hear Central and Summit hoops right here on Front Porch Radio, so there's that. We got um, high school football tonight, second round of the playoffs, yep. which means we are down to the Sweet 16 of Indeed. each of each class. Right. Getting we're we're getting there. We're getting there. I, we are I, we are moving along the road to Cookville as the, we speak. The fact that we are here and are playing second round football games is just it's exciting. It's a little surprising, but I'm not going to complain. We're just going to keep it rolling. And you know, we um we lost a couple of games this week. I know um, Lausanne was supposed to play Lipscomb in a Division Two AA game this weekend. Lausanne is unable to play due to COVID restrictions. Um, CPA got a win. It, over, was it CAK? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, you know, and unfortunately we kind of felt like this was going to be the case during the playoffs, and, and – I'm afraid it's going to continue to happen as we go. So, yeah. But it beats not having football at all, I think. Uh, it was not C-A-K. Oh, who was um, it? It was somebody with a C. C- Chattanooga Christian. Chattanooga Christian. There we go. Yep. My bad. So, CPA advances. Lipscomb Academy advances. Uh, that BGA-ECS game tonight will be pretty good. Fun fact, I'm pretty sure that BGA coach Jonas Rodriguez came to Franklin from ECS. That's interesting. After previously serving as an assistant over at Innsworth. So that's 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 good so, inform- that's cool information there. there we go. Um we got the finalizations for the regions and nothing really changed for our folks, so And I am really Shocked, you know. We talked to Darren. Darren joins yesterday, um, athletics director of Williamson County Schools. I am still stunned that you've got that District Eleven Four A and that District Twelve Four A with those four Williamson County schools: Franklin, Centennial, Ravenwood, Nolansville, placed where they are. Uh, splitting Brentwood and Ravenwood makes no sense to me. Splitting Brentwood, Ravenwood, and Nolansville makes no sense to me. Putting Franklin and Centennial going north and Nolansville and Ravenwood going south with Columbia, Independence, and Summit makes no sense. None. But here's where we, and and what do we know? Here's, you know what? That's going to be our tagline for now. It it needs to be a hashtag. Anyway, so one other thing that I will mention, Region 7-6A, Football, six-team region, Brentwood, Centennial, Franklin, Indy, Ravenwood, Summit. Mm-hmm. All right? Region 6, 6A, which is going to be very difficult for me to remember. <laughs> region 6, 6A is a seven-team district. Antioch, Cambridge, John Overton, Laverne, McGavick, Smyrna, and Dixon County. If you've got a six-team district in Region 7, and a seven-team district in Region 6. One of them's got to be six. One of them's got to be seven. Why is Dixon County driving past all their Region past 7 opponents? Every to one get, of them. To get to the end Every of one of them. <laughs> and, and why, when you get to the first uh, round of the playoffs, when Region 7 and Region 8 cross over in that opening round, why are every one of the 
four teams from Region 7 driving through Dixon to get to Region 8. Oh, man. Boy, playoff travel next year is going to be brutal. Let me just say brutal. this, though. Brutal. Geography has never been a strength of the Board of Control. Yet, that's what they will tell you. Dots on the map. Yeah. Are you really looking at it? I mean, I will say this. It's it's this particular, the western side of 6A is tough because you have 5, 6, and 7 are all mid-state teams. Region 8 is just out Memphis. there. Memphis. They're just out there, as far west as they can go. There's nothing you can do about that. No, 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 not at all. In fact, um, <laughs> they just got to play for themselves. Y'all figure it out. Come over here and play us when you're done. <laughs> well, I mean, just that's just the the way the the enrollments dictate. There's nothing between, you know, Dixon County and Memphis that falls into six A. It's a lot of small communities and small schools. Yeah, Jackson's pretty much all private, right? Pretty much, almost yeah. all. I mean, you you would think there yeah, are, there's a good sized town, little in Jackson, bitty towns, but there are as but uh-huh. there are as many private schools in Madison County as there are public schools mm-hmm. in Madison County. Yep. I would almost bet. Yep. And and all of the public schools are very small. They're very because it's such a wide area. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a school that only has. 250 300 kids in it or whatever and and that's just what you have so and and don't talk about consolidating them no this ain't coffee county or no so anyway um we need to take a break we do need, we to, need to take to a break and we sharp. need to get to bobby sharp that's yeah. right he's the one that we really need to talk to so we're going to do that when we come back we'll talk to lewis county Head football coach Bobby Sharp on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, along with Mo Patton, J.P. Plant on the controls. We are talking high school football playoffs all morning, as much as we can. Lots to talk about. 
and no better place to start than Lewis County. They uh they advanced to the second round last week with a pretty convincing win. I'm convinced. <laughs> they convinced because <laughs> they, they're playing tonight. They convinced Scott's Hill, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's um, you know, when you when you're talking about some of these some of these games that we saw last week, you go, "All right, well, maybe uh, maybe four teams is too many." But hey, who are we and what do we know? Um, but tonight, Lewis County hosts Decatur County Riverside, and it'll be a good one. To talk about that game, we have Lewis County head coach Bobby Sharp. Coach, welcome in. Glad to be here. Coach, appreciate you taking a little time with us this morning. Um, as we mentioned, 40-7 to seven over Scotts Hill to open the playoffs, um, moving to 11-0 and 0 on the season. What are your impressions about your Panthers right now? Well, you know, the biggest obstacle we got, of course, in our mind right now is, is Parsons. Uh, they've knocked us out last two years, and they've done a great job against us. And, of course, you know, we've been able to beat them in the regular season the last two years. But when it comes to playoffs, they ha- they've had our numbers. So, you know, we got a big challenge. Friday the 13th, and, you know, it's third time around we're playing them. You know, we surely, you know, we, we make it a competitive game tonight. With a win tonight, you guys would make the state quarterfinals for the first time since 2013 when you lost at CPA in the state semis. You know, what do you like about your team right now? Because many folks, including Chris and I, feel like you've got a shot to um, to make that run all the way to Cookville this time. Well, I don't know about that. I, certainly, we've got, we've got a good football team. And uh, we've got a young football team. We're not, you know, we're going to lose about three off of offense and probably two off defense. So we're really, really young. And, but, you know, we like our chances. You know, we just got to come out and play ball. We lost uh, a real good tackle week seven. Uh, It's, I mean, a really good football player. It's kind of hurt us a little bit. We're finally getting back on our feet because of that. But hopefully, you know, if we get through this game, we just take them one at a time. That's the only way to do it, right? Is go one and zero in the playoffs. That's a well. You need to be one one and zero in advance, or you know, you be one and one. You're going home. So that's the way it is in the playoffs, and that's the great thing about it too. Yeah, uh, you know, you've seen this team already once this year. Got a got a win in week one against them. What you know. Again, it was an eight to seven win. So this is a game that you guys are certainly uh, they're going to be looking to to get revenge. But also, I mean, it's a game that you know that your kids have to prepare as best they can for. Well, here's the good thing about this football game: when we played week one, it was more like a scrimmage. I mean, gotcha. than, than it was a really a football game because. You know, we had no preseason scrimmages, no jamborees had been played. There were no film. And, you know, you just kind of played it off the cuff. And then we get in that ball game and, and hang around and, and have a chance to win it at the end. 
And uh, that was big. And, and like I said before, you know, with a lot of young kids coming in for the first time, being able to do that, you know, the good thing, this is a great gauge of how far they've come throughout the year for both football teams. I would think, Coach, that there's not necessarily a whole lot that you can take out of a week one matchup in week, what, 13. But what what do you feel like you guys take out of that game into this one? Well, you know, the, the great thing about that football game, it exposed all the weaknesses like scrimmages do and areas that you really need to work on. Of course, it did for them too. But, you know, for us being so young, you know, being able to to, to kind of figure out uh, COVID, how you had to deal with those kids that were going to be out and, you know, with the ones that you had who were at practice and, and what you really had to get done to be better by this time of year. I mean, that, that's what, what I took out of it. And, of course, playing tonight, you, you know, there's two entirely different football teams that will be playing compared to that first ball game this year. One thing that you guys have in your back pocket is since that 8-7 win over Riverside, you've only been held below 28 points on one occasion. That was in your regular season finale against Forrest, um, winning that one 7 nothing. I mean, I would think you've got to feel really good about the way your offense is performing in particular. Well, they, they've done a great job, of course, you know, the big thing that's helped us, we've got an old coach that's, that's really helping coordinate our offense, a guy named Wes Elrod. And, I mean, he's really, you know, uh, added a lot to, to our team, you know, doing a lot of film study for us and everything, especially on the offensive side as well as the defensive. But, you know, it's every week it's a different game plan, different defense. And, you know, it's a great challenge. And, of course, you know, when, when – been in as long as I have, you know, uh, you kind of look at every game, man, take advantage of it because you don't know if you're going to be around much longer or not coaching this game. So that's why I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's another opportunity to to compete the way this year has been. And, uh, you know, we're finally back at full strength. I know when we played Forest, we had like six kids out. And, you know, tonight we will have all but one back 100% except you know, my big tackle got hurt against Eagleville, so, you know, it, it'd be good, I mean, you know, to see where, where we're at. Coach, the winner of this game will play the winner of Forrest Waverly. As we mentioned, you guys defeated Forrest 7 nothing in the final game of the regular season. Waverly defeated Loretto last week 43-7. Forrest won over East Hickman 28-7. You know, what do you expect out of that ball game? How much do you know about Waverly? Obviously, you played Forrest. But. Well, hey, I'm going to tell you what. Forrest does does a great job. And, and all year long, you know, they've struggled with kids being quarantined. And I know when they came back against us, they were, they were full, you know, full go against us, which, you know, a lot of those kids we hadn't seen on film. But, uh, uh, you know, Forrest got a good football team. And Waverly's got their hands full tonight. And, you know, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Forrest can go there and knock them off. Okay. And, I, and I'm not taking anything away from Waverly. I'm just saying that, that Forrest is, you know, they've gone to Waverly for the several, last several years and come up empty-handed, and that might not be the case tonight. Okay. Your defense, Coach, has been playing fantastic. I know Mo mentioned offensively, but 
uh, you know, you've given up a total of 99 points this year in 11 football games. That's uh, that's something you got to be really proud of. Well, I am, and, and, and some of those points, you know, have come off special teams. Some of them have come off our offense, turning the ball over, and then picking it up and running it in. And, and of course, most of those scores came against our second bunch, but, you know, our defense, I mean, they really carried us all year long. And uh, I've, got a, I've got a young defense coordinator that played for me, uh, Andrew Lawson, that's doing an unbelievable job with our defense. And he uh, – I think this is his third year, and he just keeps getting better and better. And, uh, you know, he comes up with his own game plan. And, uh, you know, our defense will play well tonight. Uh, you know, that's what that's not an area of concern for me. That's a, that's, a good bla- that's a good place to be as a head coach. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, um, as Chris mentioned, you guys are 11-0. Um the fact that you actually played 11 ball games, I mean, there's no COVID wins in here or anything like that. The, the fact that you guys were able to, to, to answer the bell 11 times this season, I mean, obviously got to be some luck in there, but you guys have got to be doing some things right as well with respect to this whole pandemic situation, I would think. Well, I, we did a Zoom meeting with Derek Hunt in Maryville early in the summer. And, you know, the, the thing we were trying to, to get off them was not their offense or defense, but their mindset on dealing with this. And the one thing that, you know, he shared with us, he felt like, you know, the best team might not win this thing this year. It might be the team that does the things right to stay healthy. And so, you know, we, we took that to heart. And, you know, we, we so far we've been fortunate that, you know, a majority of our players have been there at every football game, and and most of the kids that have been uh, quarantined have been uh, young kids, and of course we're not even letting them practice now and trying to keep them away from the older kids. And you know, we've gone uh, full virtual with most of our starters, and that's helped. And our administration's been good about doing that. So you know, being smart. It's probably helped more this year than anything, and that, that goes back to that Zoom meeting we had this summer. Coach, I've been saying it all year. If there was any way for me to, as a coach, to to have all my kids be virtual, if it's at all possible, they're going to be virtual. <laughs> yeah. uh, because you're exactly right. Getting getting to that point, you know, getting to this point in the season is as much about preparing co- for COVID as it is for preparing preparing against your opponent. Well, it, it is, and here's the tough thing. You're sitting in class, and they come in, and they, they tell you, well, you got player B. He's going to be quarantined because he was sitting by this student or he was sitting by that student, and he's going home for 14 days. Hey, that, that's a killer now, I'm telling you. And, and some of these programs that have had these COVID losses, that's what they've had to deal with. And like you said, we've been real fortunate so far that, that we haven't, and of course, our administration allowing us after week 10 to go virtual with a lot of our kids has really, really helped. Coach Sharp, we appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Um, good luck to you all this weekend as you take on Decatur County Riverside for the second time this season and what, the sixth time in three years? Yep, yep. It's And the thing about it, Hey, this thing's flip flop like this for several times. You know, 
I'm going all the way back into 2000. Uh, you know, we, we had some football teams that would win. One would win during regular season. The other would win in the playoffs. And uh, the bad thing for us, it flipped. We used to lose in regular season and win in the playoffs, and they kind of flipped that on us. And we, we've got to try to get that flip back tonight. But I appreciate you having me on and talking about Lewis County. Absolutely, Coach. Thanks so much for taking some time with us. When we come back, we're going to talk more high school football. We've got plenty of playoff games to get to. Um, the last time Lewis County gave up fewer than 99 points in a year was in 2006. And they went 10-2 and two that year, 1-1 one one in the playoffs. So... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, we got plenty of high school football to talk about on the other side of this break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant. Hey, um, I want to mention real quick because we didn't we didn't know about it yesterday, um, but we did get a a tweet. Um, Game time baseball's Corey Francis, who is a Summertown hmm. baseball player, signed with UTM, headed to Martin. Gonna be so, a Skyhawk. Yeah, good for him. So congratulations to that young man for his hard work on the diamond. So that's four signees from the Summertown senior class. Uh, four signees from the Summertown senior class, four from that game time baseball team, <laughs> which we watched a lot this year. We did. Very yeah. good baseball team. That yeah. that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Corey Francis, left-handed pitcher out of Summertown, will – will play for UTM. So, congratulations. Um he joins Ben Severance from Brentwood out of Ravenwood out of Ravenwood High School, sorry. He mm-hmm. went to Ravenwood. And uh, a guy from Smith Station, Alabama. And my dad's probably cussing right now cuz he he doesn't he's not a big fan of Smith Station. <laughs> I'll tell you a story off the air about that cuz it's not suitable for radio <laughs> okay um, yeah it's it, it's a rough one but um plenty of TWSWA sports to talk about and class 
might as well just go from the top. What do you say? Because we're going to talk about more county hunting than later. So mm-hmm. let's let's not worry about that. But uh, we we talked a little bit about this game last night, Fayetteville Huntland. It was a really close ball game in the regular season. Uh, Fayetteville was the winner of that game, obviously twenty Huntland. to fourteen. Yeah, but it was a it was a very very good ball game. Expect more of the same tonight at Fayetteville. That regular season matchup was at Huntland, but I'm not sure that. I mean, it's not like it's a super long trip. So, uh, as they, yeah, nothing like Columbia to Winchester or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a not a tough trip. It's going to be an interesting game. I, I mean, obviously, I feel like Fayetteville should win, but I mean. We've seen this Huntland team a couple times be really good. You know, and if, if Huntland can, you know, force a couple of mistakes, maintain possession of the football, which is going to be their goal, I would think. They don't throw it a whole lot. Bob Robertson doesn't. Um, they are definitely that three yards in a cloud of dust. Um, try to be physical on both sides of the ball, that kind of thing. And so if they are able to, like I said, force a couple of mistakes and take advantage of them, you know, maybe get Fable on their heels a little bit. You know, they 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 could pull the upset, and I think I think this would qualify Huntland being the number three seed, certainly out of Region Five One A, and Fable being the one seed. I, I think it's safe to call that an upset. But um, as so many people say, it's tough to beat a team twice. A good one, a good anyway. team. I and mean, Hunt, and Huntland is pretty good. Huntland's not bad. So, yeah. so I, I still expect Fayetteville to win this ball game, but I would not be surprised if we hear that Huntland won it. Yeah. Uh, finally, Region Seven gets to play some playoff games, <laughs> and they play each other. Right. Greenfield West Carroll should be a Greenfield win, obviously, but I, I, and I don't know how many COVID wins are involved in this, but West Carroll six and three on the right. year. Right. Uh, Lake County, defending state champion in Class 1A, uh, but with a new coach, which is a pretty big deal in Class 1A. All right. Um, let's see. I, I mean, honestly, this is, you know, obviously Greenfield, Lake County, the favorites, I would assume. You would think. And they're playing at home. Both for them. Here's what's weird to me. <laughs> get this. Um, Greenfield doesn't get to play the four seed. Despite mm. they get the three seed. Mm. So Green the West Carroll's the three seed, and uh, Lake County gets Dresden, which was the four seed, because of the way that the playoff brackets work. All right. Uh, it, it's wild. But um, it's 2020. It's 2020. So... Yeah, uh, Class 2A, we just talked about Lewis County, Riverside. What are you thinking about this game? I, I like Lewis County in this ball game. Like I said, I just think that um, they've really got that offense going and they've got an ability to put a, put a bunch of points up. And as you pointed out, defensively, they've been able to hold people down. And, and that that's the combination that gets you to 11-0. and 0. Yeah, I mean – if you uh, play defense and run the football, <laughs> and, and that's, that's what Lewis County—that's what does. they do. Yeah, so I, I like Lewis County in this ball game, especially at home. And yeah, I think being at home makes a big difference. Matter of fact, if we go back and look at we we talked about the fact that they played, um, what six six times in the last three years, something like that. 
Um, let me see here, because I, I want I want to see if 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 we can figure out who won where. Lewis, oh, County. actually, it's only been on the road twice. They've lost both times they've gone over there, but they are two and two at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, a win in twenty sixteen and a win in twenty nineteen last year at home. And those were both in the regular season. Both those wins. Both of uh, both of those wins are right. So Decatur County has put them out the last two years in eighteen and nineteen. And but those have both been at Riverside. No. Oh. Both of those were at Lewis County. So. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm sitting here thinking. I mean, Decatur County Riverside they won fourteen to nine last year and fourteen nothing in eighteen. They're not going to hold Lewis County to nine and zero points this year. So I got. I like Lewis County in this game. I got Bobby Sharp and the boys. Yeah. Um, bottom side, we talked about uh, Forrest and Waverly a little bit. Thinking Forrest gets that win. That's. Small upset, but I think they get the win. I think Waverly wins that ball game. But, you know, I thought East Hickman would beat Forrest last week. So Yeah, I'm just gonna let uh, I'm just gonna let Forrest take it until they prove me wrong, I guess. Until next week. Yeah. When we think Lewis County gets them. I understand. Um again, Region mm -hmm. seven finally getting a chance to play. Uh Peabody, the number one seed, undefeated. That's uh, it's a game they should win over three seed Union City, right. McKenzie and Adamsville. Uh, they will play in the second round as well for a chance to play each other to go to the semifinals. Somebody from Region Seven is going to the semis anyway. Right, right. And um, you know, I think a Lewis County Peabody quarterfinal game, as as the Chicken Man mentioned on Thursday Night Live last night. I, I semifinal. Think the, yeah. What I said, quarterfinals. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, a, a Lewis County Peabody semifinal game would be certainly a matchup worth watching. So, kind of keep an eye out for that here over the next couple of weeks. Yep. Um, I don't even know. We we don't even need to talk about the north, the the west side or east side of that bracket. I mean, it's Alcoa and everybody else. In three um, A. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. three A on our side, we've got East National Pearl Cone, which is a game that we've been kind of talking about but we feel like it's you know Pearl Cone should win that one they they won the regular season game fairly easily Giles County Stewart County is a tough one it is a tough one because you don't know about Giles County you don't know about Giles County you don't know which Bobcat team is going to show up and we've we've run across a few teams like that over the course of this season but um I'm thinking between not knowing which Giles County team is going to show up Stewart County beating a really good Fairview team a couple of weeks ago. They might have dropped a little bit of a stinker last week, letting Stratford take them to a one-possession game before winning it 33-29. I'm picking Stewart County in this ballgame. Giles County is so up and down, who knows? Exactly. Uh, But apparently so is Stewart County. Unless they just thought, you know, let's go in here dominate this game and that's probably what they did the they, last drive they, of the game they probably said you know what this is dumb let's go to, let's go score and <laughs> we get out of here and they did so i mean when they turn it on they're pretty good well i mean stewart county's eight and one in a pretty tough region and again one of those eight is over fairview that's right uh class 4a bracket on the 
side that we would have normally been on is the actually the the east side, side. Nolansville DeKalb County we feel like Nolansville uh, should get this win as they did last year I think so and then of course we both think Tullahoma is going to Cookville so yeah yeah they got a pretty special team down there I think what do you think about the other side I mean because we saw how you know Marshall County destroyed Springfield earlier this season is there anybody over there that can even this Springfield Hardin County game tonight may be worth keeping an eye on but past that I think who I, I really feel like whoever comes out of that game is probably going to cook really I mean, I, I can't disagree with you. It's, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Lexington's the one seed out of that region with Hardin County, but I've seen Lexington lose as the number one seed in the opening round more times than than you would like a number one seed to lose in the opening round. I mean, um, they are one of the they are one of the arguments for taking four teams because. You know, the four has gone down there a lot and won. So, I say all that to say, I'm not terribly impressed with Lexington. Okay. Uh, the rest of that side is... Like, at least, you know, Dyersburg and... Uh, Dyersburg got a chance to play. Here's yeah. the thing. Let, let's talk about that for a minute. Because Region 7... And the other two classes has not had to play a game because Region 8 didn't have anybody. This Region 8 did have some teams, both of which got beat because, again, they didn't play much of anybody. Mm -hmm. And these are two teams that may or may not have made the playoffs in any other year. Right, right. So um, Region 8 only advanced the two teams, um, Fayetteware and... Millington, and like you said, they both lost. Crockett County beats Fayette Ware, the number one seed, and Dyersburg beats Millington, and Dyersburg beat Millington pretty convincingly, 57-27. So, you know, it, it will be interesting to see what Dyersburg and Crockett County have for their region rivals as they go to Haywood and to Ripley, respectively. That being said, Fayette Ware and uh, Millington are in a four-team region anyway. So, yeah. It's hard to say how much it would have changed otherwise. Right. They've been in the playoffs the last five years and have lost in the first round the last five years. So, there you go. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, Class 5A real quick. Obviously, we've talked we've talked at extensive levels about Columbia Summit and Hillsborough Beach. The other side, the Clarksville-Clarksville Northeast game, you know, is really just a who's going to get to go to Paris and get beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And, um, you know, that'll be a pretty good ball game. Obviously, two city rivals there. Um, I'm not sure how that came out the first time around, but Northeast is the number two seed coming out of that region behind Henry County. Clarksville was the four knocked off Region 8 number one seed Munford 16-14 last week to advance. Um, Northeast got a bye. And so, again, that rest versus rust quandary 
kind of comes in here. Does Clarksville have an advantage even as the number four seed having played last week while Northeast was on the sideline? Yeah, we'll see. 6A, the east side, Mount Juliet, Oakland, and Riverdale, Hendersonville. We talked about those last night, and uh, I kind of want to talk a lot more about those. So let's let's do that in the neg- on the other side of this break. Let's 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 talk Mount Juliet, Oakland, Riverdale, Hendersonville, on the other side of the ten o'clock hour, and of course later in the hour around ten twenty, we'll be joined by David Knox to talk about more County and Huntington. It's the playoffs. The playoffs live here on TriStar Sports Radio. <laughs> This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee's Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. I'm Chris Yao, joined as always with Maurice Patton. We are Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, and we're coming to you live weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. with the most in-depth coverage of local high school sports and more. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. If you want to hear our thoughts regarding the Atlanta Braves, the Tennessee Titans, area colleges, and more, be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday, 9 to 11, weekdays, 1017 WKOM. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, The Rock Place, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtvj.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint on WKOM 1017 FM. Yesterday, we put up a poll after our Masters discussion. If you were going to have a sandwich at Augusta National during the Masters, which would you choose, pimento cheese or, or egg salad? With 13 minutes left, JP, pimento cheese, 70% of the vote. As it should be. Now, granted, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'll I'll enjoy a good egg salad sandwich. That is a very southern thing to do, and I get that uh, down at Augusta, which I have not been. But it's hard to go against pimento cheese. I am a huge pimento cheese fan. Um, and if you want to get real southern, pimento cheese and bologna together. Oh, fried bologna, or fried just bologna, like, okay. or, or yeah, or smoked bologna. S- however yeah. you want to do it, you you could. But fried bologna and pimento cheese sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. It does. Yep. <laughs> a little bacon, maybe. Yep. <sighs> Yep, and make those into little sliders. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Hawaiian rolls or no? <laughs> yes. Mo, King's Hawaiian Mo, rolls? Yeah, they, oh, we just put Mo that, into, a, into a coma. Just talking about it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so lunch today will be... <laughs> <laughs> Pimento cheese, bacon, and... Fried bologna. Fried bologna. Sliders, sliders on King's Hawaiian rolls. Channel your inner master's weekend. Can we find a kitchen somewhere? <laughs> um, the other poll we put up this week was, uh, what's the next step for Tennessee football? Would it be fire a coordinator, fire Jeremy Pruitt, nothing or other, which is a uh, comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
36% say fire a coordinator. I assume they mean Jim Chaney. <laughs> That's what I meant when I wrote it. Um, thir- I, go ahead. Fin- fin- 32% said nothing. Well, and now what was the question again? What is the next step for Tennessee okay, football? Okay, so that when by saying what is the next step, then there's a wiggle room there. Is it were people's responses what they'd like to see happen or what they think they'll see happen? Because with him having signed that extension, you know, common sense kind of tells you they're not going to fire Pruitt. Right, and they can't afford to. Yeah, It's 2020. It's a COVID, you know, you're not getting nearly as much money. Right. So so firing firing Pruitt isn't a realistic option thanks to that idiotic (laughs) decision to extend him. It looks idiotic now, but after he beat Indiana in the Gator Bowl. Did the Indiana? Uh, I'm just I, sarcasm, man. Sarcasm. Ooh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> Although mean, Indiana's pretty good this year. Hey, Indiana's pretty good. Tenth in the country saying, right now. I, I tell you what, that that, that <laughs> win probably looks better now than it did then. Exactly. You know, now that you mention it, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, did did the phrasing say should? What should? No, it said no, what is. What is oh, the next move? What is? Yeah, yeah. The next step is to fire a coordinator, and hopefully it's Jim Chaney because I'm I'm telling y'all, the the this offense cannot succeed with with him as offensive coordinator. But you just feel like there's too much talent on that side of the ball to not be any better than they are. There is. So I don't think fire Jeremy Pruitt. That got 24% of the vote. Other was 8%. Will Rabb commented, fix the QB for 2021 and beyond. So I assume he means throw Harrison Bailey to the Wolves because if you're going to lose, lose for the future. That's what I'm saying. And then David Brady said, ultimately Pruitt gets fired. I don't see it happening until after 22. I don't see Fulmer firing him. He retires in the end of next year, and the new AD will have to make a decision at the end of the 22 season, and he can bring his guy in. Good so, Lord. So you're projecting Fulmer three, to three re- years out? Yeah, Fulmer uh, to retire and Pruitt to be at fired. The, at the end of the 22, 22 season. season. Three years out. Yes. But you can't afford to fire him before then. So it makes sense. Well, it makes sense, but uh, you could also see it turn around in three years. Or not. You could, and I think you will, but that's just me. Yeah. Maybe I'm optimistic. Um, Joe Williams, our friend from the Williamson Herald, said, Pearl Cone over East? Come on, man. Well, you got to understand. Yeah, I know. Joe's a pro, uh, an, East, an East Nashville graduate. But it's it's nice to know that Joe is listening and folks. Reading. Oh, he's reading. Oh. He may be listening, but he was he quoted Mostradamus. Oh, okay, my bad. Um, Joe, that was directed at you, Mo. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, take a ticket, take a seat then, Joe. But uh, Joe Williams will be the sideline reporter for tonight's Independence Brentwood second-round playoff game on the MyTV30 telecast. So, And he doesn't understand, apparently, how this works because – He's studying rosters? No, no. Oh. <laughs> no, he's giving out his nuggets on Twitter. He's giving out his 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 good nuggets, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and give it out there. 
Since 2002, Brentwood has not lost a home game on Friday the 13th. They are 3-0. Independence is 0-1 in road games on Friday the 13th. Since oh, good Lord. Yeah. That's a great nugget. Who's he got doing his research for him, though? Well, I mean, we know where we would get that information, and it's possible to see that. So I don't know if you would go back and look at every year, though. Well done for Joe. No doubt. Putting in work. Putting in the work. Put in that work, Devin. <sighs> Another one. <laughs> I got you. I knew exactly where you were at. Another one. That's awesome. If you're not a Hulu watcher, you don't know what that means. Oh, but. right. <laughs> anyway, uh, we did want to talk about this Mount Juliet Oakland game and then Riverdale Hendersonville. These th- This particular part of the bracket is really interesting. This, this Murfreesboro and, I guess, northeast of Nashville area mm-hmm. matchup. You know... Mount Juliet is a program that has consistently been on the rise recently. Very good team last year. Not gr- not as good this year. And they get Oakland, who we believe to be as good as anybody in the state outside of Maryville, and maybe as good as Maryville. We'll see in a couple weeks, a couple right? Weeks. Yeah. I mean, we expect that this is an Oakland win, but can Mount Juliet put up any kind of fight tonight i think they'll put up some kind of fight i just think oakland is too deep particularly on offense and you're talking about a mount juliet team that um started the year five and oh but they have lost three of their last five gotcha and and the two wins one was over a not so good station camp team and the other was in last week's opening round defeating warren county 17 13 so that doesn't bode well if you're if you're into comparing scores, which I am in high school. Yeah, because Oakland handled Warren County pretty good. So, I mean, I feel like Oakland should win the ball game. Should be over pretty quickly with the way they run their offense. Uh, I'm not going to say boat racing here, but I don't know that this will necessarily be a boat race. But I do think Oakland wins this ball game handily, fairly convincingly. Yeah. yeah. But the Riverdale-Hendersonville game, that's the interesting one for me because I think Hendersonville gets the win because I just don't think Riverdale's that good. And that's, I mean, that's... And there you have it, and there you are. I, I just, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I go back and I look at this Riverdale team and I think, you know, the, the, they haven't really convinced me, you know, just basically in their... The teams that they've beaten, the games that they've won, are, are not – there's nothing special about those teams. They've Henderson- lost to all the good teams they played. Hendersonville, meanwhile, fell to 3-3 three and three with their September 25th 35-23 loss at Independence. Hendersonville has not lost since. They've since beaten Wilson Central, Gallatin – Drilled Gallatin 46 nothing. Um, beat Rossview 42-21. They beat Mount Juliet 24-14. And then they beat Blackman in last week's um opening round of the playoffs 30 to 21. So Hendersonville takes a five-game win streak into this ball game. And um So let's let let's let's do some comparative scoring here. Week one of the playoffs, Blackman, 20 
30 to 21. 30 to 21. This is a Blackman team that had been on quite a roll in the second half of the season. Okay? Mm-hmm. The last game, I think the last game Blackman lost uh, region-wise before, um, before losing this week or last week was to Riverdale, mm-hmm. 21-14. Um, you know, Blackman had been on a three-game win streak. They beat Rockville, Siegel, and Cookville to get into the playoffs. Um, and their last loss had been that 21-14 loss to Riverdale. That being said, different Blackman team that Hendersonville played, I believe. I think so. That's my point, is yeah, that – They had gotten hot. They had gotten a little confidence. I'm not sure that – Siegel, Rockvale, or who was the other one? Uh, Cookville. Cookville. That's who they won. Nec- yeah, they had to beat Cookville to get in. I think that was for the number four seed. But um, I don't think any of those would go down as world beaters by definition. But at the same time, they took some confidence. They took some momentum into that game against Hendersonville. And um, I think that was a back and forth affair there for a while before Hendersonville finally won it by nine. Yeah, but- so – I mean, I, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying is I think – I still think this Hendersonville team is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Warren – I'm sorry, not Warren. Riverdale lost to CPA in week one, which it's week one. Uh, lost to Oakland in week nine. They beat Franklin 30-25. They beat Smyrna 40-20. to uh, Those are two teams that well played last week, and we saw how Franklin – Dominated them, that one, yeah. But uh, you know, this is, and of course, Riverdale handled Wilson Central fairly easily last week. That being said, I just, I just don't think they're, I, there's nothing that they've done that has said, hey, you're a pretty good team, mm-hmm. outside of beating Warren County. Yeah, I can. I mean, I think this is going to be a great ball game. I think Hendersonville probably wins it. Um, Home field probably has something to do with that when all is said and done. But I think Hendersonville wins it, and their reward is getting to play Oakland next week. Well, you can't get and there without going through them, so you might you got to play them. The but good thing Hendersonville will have going for them in that game, should it happen, is they would be at home. That's positive for it's the commandos. Something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's something. <laughs> it's it is, and we don't. I if there aren't many positives, there's that one. I, and I don't say this to make light of anybody else. I'm just convinced that Oakland's going to be the last team standing at the end of the Class Six A season. I completely see that happening. Um, that's why I picked Independence to go to the state finals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice distinction there. Makes a difference. Makes a difference. So I mean, that's. Anyway, th- those are the the really big big ones on the other side of that bracket. Of course, we have in depth, you know, covered Franklin, Ravenwood, Independence, Brentwood. This India Brentwood game is going to be a lot of fun. You're going to be there, and it's going to be on TV. Just, it's going to be as good of a football game as one can expect, despite however many players at Brentwood will not be on the sideline. And that's the sad thing about it because, again, when you're playing in the playoffs, I think not only do you want your team to be at full strength, I think you want your opponent to be at full strength just so that you can get the true measure of where you are. I I don't think – I think beating a team at less than their best while you still get to go on, it kind of dampens it a little bit. So – 
you know, hopefully, you know, Brentwood will be as close to full strength as they can be. We still, I still don't know what the situation is with Cade Granzow. I, I think there's a lot of speculation out there. He will play, he won't play. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. And so, and, yeah, it, I guess it's the classic game time decision. But um, I'm sure it's not a game time decision, but Ron Crawford usually keeps that stuff pretty close to his chest. But, you know, if they don't have Grandsal, then they're going to be down to their number three. Right. Because Davis White is in quarantine. Right. He is contact traced, quarantine. If Grandsal's knee is not ready to go tonight it could be a long night for the Brentwood offense it because really, yeah because this independence defense really doesn't good. need a whole lot of help yeah <laughs> and that would be a whole lot of help yeah so we'll see how that goes we shall see how that goes all right on the other side of a break we are going to talk with David Knox former co-worker of mine down in Alabama former sports editor of the Birmingham News current editor of the Moore County News. If that sounds like a crazy step, it's uh well, <laughs> put a girl in it and that'll do it. <laughs> oh, never mind. Yep. Get you every time. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Wade is going to look over the offense. He's going to keep it. Wade's not touched. Wow. Pity, baby. The summit on the board, 10-26 in the first quarter. It's almost like a butter knife cutting hot butter as he slices in and out. Wade gets it. He's going to fake it. He's going to throw it. Wade's got all day. To the corner. Got it. Touchdown. The playoffs live on TriStar Sports Radio. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao here, along with Maurice Patton and JP Plant. Twenty-three minutes past the hour of ten o'clock in Columbia, Tennessee, and it is a beautiful day. B e a beautiful on West Seventh. There you go, Doctor Marzak. Yeah, I like that. Oh, that, yeah. was he, that was his thing too. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he wasn't the the original, but no, that that's was- how he ended his show every every week. That's a uh, Ace Ventura. Yeah, um, it, that makes sense. <laughs> Chris has got the hair too. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. that makes sense. He has some sensibilities uh, of character. Uh, yeah. yeah. So there you go. A bea beautiful day. It is. It's a Chamber of Commerce day. It is a Chamber of Commerce day. That is exactly 
what today I think is. Mike Keith used that last week. Man. It was. Mm-hmm. Sunday was. Yep. Last night, not so no, much. No, no, no. But anyway, we said we weren't going to get into that. And we're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's over and done with. <laughs> there you're was hope, a football game last night? You're hoping night? by Monday people will have forgotten. <laughs> I didn't even realize there was a game last night. Mm-hmm. After we left DBs, they kept playing? Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought the Titans won 17-10. The answer, no, they did not. <laughs> the, the Titans didn't. They did not. Yes. <laughs> One team came out of the locker room. Wait a minute, they counted those points? Yeah. We should have just stayed there with the pizza and the rainbow sherbet mimosas. We'd have been just fine. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking, mm-hmm. was we shouldn't have left DB. Yeah. And, and, and the triple chocolate. And the triple chocolate. By. by the way, I had a couple of bites of that last night. Worth it? Oh, yes. Yes. And, uh, and the Jack Daniels uh, pecan pie, mm-hmm. um, it's just enough to remind you that it lives up to its name. There we go. Gotcha. Speaking Fine. of. <laughs> Sorry Jack, that. that was nice. <laughs> speaking of Jack Daniels. Yes, yeah, speaking of uh, Jack Daniels. What a segue, see, JP. That was great. Let's that give him a, a master's golf clap. Mm-hmm. Give him a master's thank golf you, clap. Thank you. <laughs> Jack Daniels, located in Moore County. Lynchburg. In Lynchburg. Also home of the Moore County Raiders. And to talk about the Moore County Raiders' second-round playoff game tonight against Huntingdon um, is Moore County News editor, David Knox. David, welcome in. Hey, guys. David is a uh, former co-worker of mine down in Alabama. And moved up to Tennessee. And actually, I guess he moved here before he stopped working in Alabama. He, yeah, he, he was traveling. You were were you traveling down that last football season? That's actually true. I was. I oh. was uh, making the trek. It's a heck of a commute. About as about as long a trek as I'll have tonight. So. <laughs> it's, it, That's not a short trip. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a, a very physical. Hard-hitting game with both teams playing. Really looks like both teams are playing their best ball of the season. That's all you can ask for in the playoffs, right? I mean, that's, what, that's, that's when what you, you want to be doing it. And like you said, this Moore County team is 10-1 and one on the year. They're only lost to Fayetteville uh, middle of the season. This is a team that, that we've talked about in the last three or four weeks their senior leadership is the key to this team. Uh, the Kyler and Tyler show is what I call it. Would that be well, accurate? That's, that's true, but you're leaving out a Mr. Football semifinalist in Caden Parker. Uh, Caden's white, the coach's eldest son, so don't leave him out. Well, see, I I didn't even think about that. They got, <laughs> uh, you know, really when you talk about Moore County, it's – you know, you got to talk about the head coach first. First-year head coach, Chris White, came in, changed the offense and defense, and operates out of the spread now that ditched the wing tee. And it's really fit their personnel, including the, those seniors you talked about. Uh, it's They've got a lot of skilled players with speed, and it's just it's just fit them perfectly. And Kyler Parker is the first of the two Mr. Football semifinalists, and he's had a great year quarterback. Um thrown for over 1,500 yards and 17 touchdowns. And he's also the leading rusher with 893 yards and 13 touchdowns. So he's got to have a good game. 
You know, David, um, when, when you talk about coming in and changing the offense, particularly in an offseason that was barely existent, I mean, how, how obviously they haven't missed a beat, but that was pretty ambitious on Chris White's part, was it not? It's, it certainly was, and that's exactly part of the why I started with Coach White because it's been uh, a transformation that would be difficult under any circumstances, but in COVID season, it's been uh, miraculous, really. Um, they've uh, not missed a beat, and they've gotten better as the season's gone along. You know, and when you talk about the seniors on this team, so many of these guys obviously had played for Jason Dobbs, who left relatively late in the game to join the um, coaching staff over at Oakland. To to go from the wing tee, to go from Jason Dobbs, going to a new offense under a new coach in a year of COVID, and again – just not missing a beat. Obviously, you got to give Chris White and his staff a lot of credit, but you got to give these athletes a lot of credit for yeah. them, quote, and it's such a cliche, but for buying in. Absolutely. And one of those, uh, one that Chris mentioned, uh, running back Tyler Smith is an unsung hero. Coach calls him, he's got two Mr. Football semifinals, but he calls him his MVP because he's had to give up a lot of carries from the wing tee to go to the spread offense. And he's did it without, you know, without a thought. He's a very uh, unselfish kid, and he's one of the leading seniors on the team. He's rushed for 827 yards and 11 touchdowns. He's averaging nine yards a carry. So that's not bad. That's pretty good. And on defense, he makes plays all over the field. Last week he had a sack, forced the fumble, picked it up, and ran it in for a touchdown. So – he is a key. He's not one of the Mr. Football semifinalists, but he, I think he could have been just as well as the other two. So he's had a great season. And it, it's, it's that way up and down the line of really buying into the spread and knowing it fit the, the four seniors they've got at wide receiver fit them very well. And it's just uh, they've made a lot of explosive plays. And I think they'll have to do that tonight to stay in the game with Huntington. Where were those four wide receivers – in the wing tee. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that. I would think that kind of had to be a godsend for those guys. I mean, playing receiver in the wing tee is you're just a, yeah, yeah, you're you're just a downfield blocker basically. I mean, right. hey, wait a minute, you're gonna you mean you're gonna throw me the ball? That that had to be a godsend for those guys. Seriously. Well, they love it. I mean, they've loved it, and it's. Uh, and and they, I think they knew with the speed they had at the skill positions that this was the way to go because they're not really big in the offensive line. So uh, they do still run the ball. They, you know, they try to be balanced and they've run for a lot of yards. But uh, you know, uh, it's opened up. The spread has opened up the run, mm-hmm. and I think tonight they'll probably pass to set up the run tonight. Um, and like I say, I think they're going to need some explosive plays on offense and on defense they're just going to have to make Huntington earn its yards and force a turnover or two I understand Huntington's had some problems with turnovers so they're going to need to force some, a couple of turnovers um, this this offense is really good Moore County's is they've they've punted a grand total of 14 times in 11 games 
Uh, Caden White is also their punter, by the way. <laughs> Averages 36 yards a kick. <laughs> and uh, But they don't punt very often. So this is a team that, you know, you've got to stop in order to, to be successful against them. Now, I, I will be curious to see how – how they match up against this Huntington team because, you know, sometimes it's a little easier to uh, to defend a team that you're familiar with, but obviously Chris White's not super familiar with Huntington. Right. Is, right. It's, you know, Coach White is a defensive coach first, and he's the coordinator of the defense. And, you know, you can't simulate what, uh, what Huntington does in practice so, you know, I think that's going to be a challenge. I think they'll have to make some adjustments and they'll just, they need to not give up big plays and force them to drive the field against them. Uh, I think to have a chance, really. At the same time, though, David, I'm not sure, particularly at the Class 1A level, you can simulate what, what Moore County is doing now offensively. I mean, not you just 1A. don't see a whole lot of spread at the 1A level with, with that number of receivers that you can get involved in, especially if you're spreading to run. I mean, you've got a lot of field to defend, and to try to get ready for that in a week's time has to be a little bit of a challenge, which has to work in more counties' advantage as they work their way through the bracket, I would think. Right, and I think that's what's so interesting with the different styles of play uh, tonight will be something else that's kind of an interesting thing to watch. Um because of what you just said, uh, neither team really can can duplicate they, that in practice. Right, and it's it's such a big deal. I mean, you're talking about going, which I guess po- on the positive side, these kids have played in the wing tee, so they understand the idea of what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you have any idea how, how Chris White has prepared, or is he just kind of – you know, doing it like he would normally do any other week? Uh, I really don't. Uh, I think he's he's probably uh, watched a lot of film and <laughs> uh, and come up with something special for Huntington. Um, if I knew, I wouldn't be at liberty to say, I don't think. <laughs> right. Yeah. I do think when you get to this point, though, as as we've heard other coaches say over the course of the last couple of weeks, to a large degree, it's more about what you do than what they do. And you going out and kind of dictating things on both sides of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to execute. And you do – you're you. You do Mm -hmm. you at this point. You know, Um, uh, know, Chris – knows definitely uh, about the they all know about the tradition they played played them two years ago in the in the playoffs in Huntington won 41 19 but this is a totally different team uh than that team and uh what coach white told me when he first took the job the first school that was mentioned to him was not better rival Huntland or Cornersville but it was coach you got to beat Huntington oh wow we know the road the road goes through Huntington to where they want to get which is the state championship game and that makes complete sense. I mean, it really does. This is, you know, this Huntington team is is the team that you have to beat. If you want to get to that level and get to a point where, you know, you're playing for a state title, this is a team. Huntington went to the semifinals last year, quarters the last, you know, two years before that. It's 
this is it. I mean, Class 1A runs through Huntington. They have pretty much established themselves as the measuring stick. At the same time, a win here tonight pretty well sets up a rematch with the Region 5-1A champion, Fayetteville, who defeated Moore County 28-22 earlier in the year, um, back on um, September 18th, for the Raiders' only loss of the year. And obviously, David, nobody in Lynchburg is looking ahead, but at the same time, the thought of being in position to avenge your only regular season loss has to be motivating. Yeah, one of the things that one of the coaches said after that game with Fayetteville was, we'll We'll see these guys again. again. (laughs) We'll see these guys again, and uh, this time it would be a home game for Moore County, so that's going for them. But I know that that's a a motivation. But like you said, they're not looking – players and coaches aren't looking ahead. The the fans are probably – got it all mapped out (laughs) that's funny how that works (laughs) yeah yeah you getting a chance to see Fayetteville again would be great for football in our area for sure you know I I would love to see it we there'd definitely be a a lot of eyes on that ball game Huntington has had to play this region in three consecutive games the last three years so you know it's a that's a tough one uh yeah they're, they're probably tired of seeing uh region 5 1a but you know this is i mean this is one of the toughest regions in the state of tennessee and moore county nine and one heading into this game with a lot of confidence and we are really excited to see what happens tonight Dave. you'll be there i i presume you oh, said yeah. you're, you said you're headed over there um, You're not on the road yet. <laughs> I'm all gassed up. No, <laughs> I have to hold down the office for a few more hours. So you never you know, know. Closing up shop and getting in the car and heading on the road to what I think is going to be a classic football game. Well, we will definitely be uh, paying attention. Are you going to be uh, updating us score wise on Twitter? Can you can you help us out there at least? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, otherwise, we'll be. I don't know what we're going to be. Uh, how how we're going to find out other than I guess Coach Mike on the 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 scoreboard show. We'll know there. But David Knox, the editor of the Moore County News, and also musician, teacher, husband, dad, Christian, and unrepentant goofball, <laughs> as yeah, per his right. bio on Twitter. <laughs> He's a musician. That that's another thing. He, he you teach um, you teach is it guitar? Yeah, mostly guitar. Yeah, multi-talented yeah, in Tullahoma, and uh, I have a church choir still in Birmingham. So I still make a three-hour drive to Birmingham every weekend. So goodness gracious, I'm well, used to being on the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when you're you've done the job that you've done for the better part of your life, it, it being on the road is second nature. Yeah, it is. Well, we appreciate you uh, hanging out with us for. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate talking about the game. Absolutely. It's going to be a great one, and we'll be looking forward to your report on it. And when we come back, we are going to talk just a little bit more about um, high school football and perhaps some college stuff uh, that we talked we're, about last night. We're probably going to talk a little high school basketball. High school hoops? Well. Let's talk about high school hoops on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. 
When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. 17 minutes to the top of the hour, and we will get out of your hair and cover some high school football tonight. Coverage beginning at 5 p.m. right here on WKOM and WKRM. Is that WKRM 6? Uh, will yeah, you simulcast? Yes, yes. WKRM will uh, go live at 6. So. WKOM, of course, has TriStar Sports Live at 5, as we do every day at 5 o'clock, 5 to 6, and then we'll uh, we'll hop on uh, every frequency we can find at 6 o'clock. And, <laughs> and, Plenty uh, of them. And, and, and go on. Yeah, we're, we're excited tonight. Uh, WGNS will be joining us at 6, as will WCDT uh, down in Winchester. So Murfreesboro and Winchester Markets will be joining us at 6 and taking us throughout tonight. That's great news. That means they get to hear us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good for them. Yep. Lucky them. They L- get to like hear it or not. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> get to hear Chris and Mo. Yep. 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 And we will talk. We'll probably have to give you all those picks again, but that's okay. A different we're audience. Good. We're good with that. Yeah, yeah. Different audience. We're good with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it will be a lot of fun. So again, five o'clock coverage here on WKOM. Six o'clock, full high school football hour, uh, going into. 7 o'clock games where you can hear the Summit Spartans right here on WKOM 1017. You can hear the Columbia Central broadcast of that same game on WKRM 1037. It's all about the slant. That's right. And you can <laughs> and you can hear... Perspective. That game go. will be featured but also joined by several other uh, games in the listening area on the whip-around coverage that JP will have on TriStarSportsRadio.com. Of course, you can follow along with scores on at TriStarFNL TriStarFNL on on Twitter. Twitter. I will have updates uh, since I don't really need, I don't have to do a whole lot of statistical keeping tonight thanks to the incredible Justin Lamb. He will take care of that for us. Note your hashtag for following games and scores that the involve best, yes you can follow us, i guess <laughs> at sm underscore tn sports at tristar fnl at mo Patton underscore sports at chris yow 14 or you can just follow hashtag, hashtag only, only game, game in town. town that's the easiest way to do it and let's talk some high school hoops because like you said earlier next week is quote hall of fame games yeah uh the season officially opens by the way tell me what is the hall of fame games and what what is what is the significance of that what does that mean the he would know 
Oh. <laughs> they play these in honor of Mo Patton, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> these games have nothing to do with me. Uh, the season officially starts November 23rd. You can play games a week early. Um, some amount of the proceeds go to the TSSAA for the construction of a Hall of Fame, supposedly. They've been going for that same purpose for 20 years. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like the building fund in the African-American church where nothing gets built. You haven't seen the blueprint anyway, yet for a Hall not, of Fame? Not that I'm aware of, but um, hey, whatever hold, works. Hold on, hold on, because <laughs> you're going to love this. It might, it must be going to the building fund. The building, exactly. That's what My I'm church doing. been had a building fund since I was three years old. I ain't put a doorknob on the church yet. <laughs> That's it. There you go. There you go. Yep. So, um, But at any rate, it, oh, it, it gives teams an opportunity to um, – Start their seasons a week early, and particularly this year, I think teams are looking for that. And, you know, contrary to popular belief, there there was a myth at one time that results in Hall of Fame games did not count in your regular season record. They do. So, that said. Um, <laughs> Who makes that decision? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> if you win it counts if you lose it they don't count basically yeah <laughs> you laugh that's, yeah <laughs> that's the truth you I mean. laugh yeah it's kind of like covid wins if it's a loss it's a no you know it's no, a no contest. contest yeah uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> oh hmm. man oh on monday summit girls play at harpeth girls only game apparently on Tuesday, Columbia Central is at Smyrna. Summertown is at Eagleville. Cornersville is at Cullioca. Lewis County is at Hampshire. Zion Christian is at Mount Pleasant. And Fairview is at Santa Fe. These are all doubleheaders on Tuesday. Um, and all of these will be on the website, sm-tnsports.com, later today. So the schedule. If you didn't, the schedule for next week. So if you didn't catch that, it's okay. You'll be able to look it up later on thursday columbia academy opens its season at riverside christian um richland plays at eagleville moore county on a thursday night plays at Cullioca and cornersville plays at mount pleasant uh, on friday zion christian plays at hampshire collinwood is at santa fe columbia central is at forest jackson county is at columbia academy so ca playing back to backs um on saturday Huntington comes to Summertown, and Fayetteville boys will play at Richland. So that's next week's local high school basketball slate as we prepare to go indoors. If you go to any of those games, you might want to check on the front end to see what the protocol is going to be for letting people in, but plan to wear a mask, please. Yeah, if you're going, if you are able to go, you'll probably be required. You may to wear be a mask. required to wear a mask. Yeah, so um, don't be surprised. Also on Monday, um, the local Division One district bowling tournament will be held at 
um, Ten Pin Alley. That will include um, Spring Hill, Lawrence County, Columbia Central, Mount Pleasant, um, Santa Fe, and Tullahoma, I believe. Um, Spring Hill and Lawrence County are un- each undefeated in regular season bowling action. Uh-oh. They will actually bowl at 8 o'clock Monday morning to determine who the top two seeds will be going into the tournament. The tournament will actually begin at nine so where's that at at 10 pin alley Uh oh so neutral did spring hill bowl is that their home alley mm-hmm. okay one would assume there's not another one anywhere near funny you say that though because santa fe actually bowled its home matches at thunder alley over in dixon i can see santa fe i don't know yeah. about spring hill yeah but yes santa spring. fe's not that far from dixon exactly but no um spring hill central Mount Pleasant all bowl their home matches at Ten Pin Alley, along with Columbia Academy. I was about to say CA, obviously, because well, well yeah, Derek Ransom there you go. is their coach. Yeah, um, the high school wrestling season officially begins on November twenty third as well. But none of our area teams, um, Columbia Central, Spring Hill, Independence, or Summertown, will wrestle before the first of December. So. I'll be interested to see those basketball teams like Fayetteville and Moore County who are obviously still playing, still playing football, football yeah. in 1A schools where mm-hmm. probably at least 50 to 60% of your basketball players are Our also football, football players. players. Yeah. So if they play next week, I will be um, interested to see what that looks like. Yeah, and, um, and we may see some cancellations if some of those teams win tonight as well. Sure. So we I mean, will, we will see how that goes. But these are the games – that are scheduled as of now for next week. And, again, when? we will have this listed on sm-tnsports.com later today. When did you say Central starts? Central plays Tuesday at Smyrna, and then they play Friday at Forest. Will that be uh, on WKRM with – is it Barry Duke? Barry, it is Barry Duke. Barry Duke will be calling games for Central this year. Is that, will, will those games next week be aired? We believe so. We, uh, we're we still finalizing details. Um, you know, a lot of it may depend on what happens tonight. Sure. Um, in terms of, because we, we have one set of equipment for Columbia Central broadcast. So, logistically. But um, if, if available, scheduling, yes. We plan on uh, starting with those. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be excited uh, to to listen to Barry Duke back on the call on WKRM, and he will be calling those Columbia Central games. And we JP has the Nick Campbell audio from triple AAA Media Day that was held on Tuesday. So uh, as we get prepared for high school basketball season, I wonder what Nick Campbell had to say at the podium. JP, can you let us know? I can. As far as our team this year, we're going to be a lot different than we were last year. We graduated five guys. Uh, we had some sophomores that played last year, so we really like our junior class this year. Uh, Q Martin's coming back. I think he got a chance to be one of the best players in the district. Uh, he's, a th- he's going to be a three-year starter. Uh, he's played a lot of minutes. Uh, our senior class, we've got three seniors, um, which everybody's kind of in the same boat. Um, we got a big football win last Friday, so we haven't got those guys back. So it's given some other t- um, kids opportunity to get some practice in. Uh, we got a freshman that's going to be really good, uh, but he's in football, so he hasn't got any practice yet. Um, you guys know how that goes when you have a freshman that you're you're kind of counting on to play some big minutes. Um, but we're going to be totally different. 
you know, we're going we're going to probably play five in, five out this year just to work on some depth early in the season. So um, with COVID, you never know what's going to happen. So we're trying to get some younger kids some some quality experience um, for for the tournament stretch. We've got a little bit different uh, non-district schedule this year. Uh, we're going west a little bit. We're playing some teams uh, that we normally haven't played. We are going to play also some Williamson County schools, which that's where we'll be next year in the district. So we're kind of we're going to try to get used to those teams. Luckily, right now we have six guys in football, so it's not really that big a deal. Our numbers are really low. We've got we've only got about ten kids that are at practice. Just having two different practices where they're not all together in case one one kid gets shutting down the whole program. Uh, you know, you kind of as coaches, we're having to be creative in practice plans, uh, make sure everybody's not together at all times. Um, nobody really knows, uh, so we're just doing the best we can right now, and uh, hopefully we can make it through the season. If not, you know, we're going to do the best we can. Thanks to our friends over at WCDT for that audio from District 8 AAA Basketball Media Day on Tuesday. We were there. We were um, excited about that, and I'm excited about high school basketball season. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, obviously dealing with COVID is going to be a really challenging part of this season. That being said, every team is prepared to play, and uh, sm-tnsports.com will be there for as much as possible throughout the year. You can check out our website for game stories and stat leaders, etc., so long as we get stats from coaches because we are only two people we can't be at every game so we would appreciate coaches who are listening to help us out and we would appreciate parents and fans that are listening to encourage your coaches encourage your coaches how can they do that all they have to do is email us they can email us at sports at sm-tnsports.com and super simple and trust me there's not a coach in this area that does not have my cell phone that's right. <laughs> you can call us anytime. When in doubt. And if, if they don't have it, it's because they didn't save it, because Lord knows I've called them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, breaking news from Bob Nightingale about an hour ago. Bob Nightingale? Yeah, Bob Nightingale okay. tweeted, Miami, hashtag Marlins, oh, yeah. GM Kim Ng, also believed to be the first GM of any North American men's sport league in history. First female. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, no, he says Oh, the first, first GM <laughs> of any North American men's sports league in history. So congratulations to Kim Ng. The first GM. For being the first ever GM in any North American men's sport league in history. You know, hey, Be careful, j- man. The same thing to make you laugh, make you cry. We put a lot in print. She, jo- <laughs> she joins Joe Thomas, who was also the first offensive lineman in NFL history uh, in his 11th season. Uh <laughs> that was a, a screen grab from a uh, NFL Network Thursday night game where they showed Joe mm-hmm. Thomas on the screen and first, under it, it says first offensive lineman in NFL history. <laughs> what did they do before that? It's <laughs> a great question. Who blocked? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who was the general manager of the Miami Marlins before Kim Ng? No one, because she's the first one in history. Wow. Anyway. Be nice. Thought that was funny. Be nice. Um <laughs> It's just you know there, but for the grace of God, go I. Oh, I've. I, I've Who among us has not I've, busted a Twitter, a tweet, tweet? in particular, All that you can't edit? Can't edit tweets. That's a good. There, there's a good reason for that. But anyway, um, we, we, yeah, we won't get into that unless uh, you want to call no edit button trash can juice. I mean, you can do that, but. <laughs> 
Oh, man, two minutes to the hour, top of the hour of 11 o'clock. We uh, are excited about high school football coverage. Once again, please make sure to follow us on Twitter. The easiest way to do it, get all of the scores from playoff games, updates from tonight's ball games. hashtag only game in town. That's hashtag only game in town. We will be happy to uh, talk with you. and Yeah, send us any questions you got. We'll try to um, address them there as well. Again, hashtag only game in town. And at SM underscore TN Sports. Make sure to follow us there. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports on Facebook. And, of course, subscribe absolutely free. Get every story from tonight and any other story we write. Free. Absolutely free. Right to your mail, your inbox. Beat that. You Did can't you say free. free? Free, free, free. Like MV, MV free. free. That's right. Yeah. Congratulations to Freddie Freeman, National League MVP last night. But yes, sm-tnsports.com. It pops up as soon as you pull up. All you gotta do is put in your email, and it'll subscribe you right to all of our stories. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. We will see you on Monday, nine o'clock, where we talk about these games. And more. Again, Monday morning, 9 o'clock to 11, right here on WKOM. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay cool, Columbia. Cool